0: I got together with Steven Simcox of Locked on Horn Frogs to talk about all things Oklahoma State-TCU matchup this weekend. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is a special crossover edition of Locked On Horn Frogs and Locked On Pokes. This is exciting. Um, there's not a ton. We need more Big 12s locked on hosts. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I'd like to do a college sports podcast, maybe look at the, some of the teams in the conference and, and see if you feel like you could cover them well, uh, because we don't get a lot of kind of game action one-on-one time like this. So this will be fun. But I'm with Linda Gottfried, uh, host of Locked On Pokes. And, Linda, before we get into Oklahoma State talk, um, I've done the roundtable with you now for, for weeks. I follow you on Twitter, at Linda Lynns, and she's an amazing follower for fantasy football people. If you're, like, if whether you're, like, casual dude who's just in one league that you want to beat your friends in or, like, hardcore daily fantasy person, she's all over it. But I wanted to know, when did you corner the market on kickers? And what is your obsession – with them? Because I you have the kicker rankings, like you're locked into it. Why, why did you sort of find that niche? And, and how did that come about as, as you're part of the fantasy football world?
0: This is fun because it draws back to Oklahoma State. Um, first of all, I have a lot of boy cousins. I have a brother. We go throw the ball like after Thanksgiving. I have noodles for arms. So I would just punt it. I played goalie. I was like, I'll just kick the ball. You guys can throw it. And then I could still participate. On top of that, my dad kicked for Oklahoma State. He was a place kicker. Oh wow! Yeah, and kicked barefoot and left-footed. There's a whole. He's a weird cat. Like if you knew my dad, you'd be like, that makes sense. That tracks. But um, so it was just like I like was born into uh, giving them some attention. I'm fascinated by it. It's such a psychological. Like if you if you miss it's not like if you drop a pass as a wide receiver, you drop a pass, you might get targeted on the very next play. If you miss a kick, you may not get to find any redemption until even a next game. And so like, I just think a lot of, uh, I, I like the psychology behind it and I, I, it's what I was good at. So.
1: That's awesome. I didn't realize that. So like Oklahoma state is in your blood. I mean, your dad was a letterman. Like this is, this is your, your lifestyle in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There wasn't a choice. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I stumbled into it. I was this was a prodigy.
1: So, yeah, we're here with Linda Godfrey from On Pokes. And we want to talk about TCU and Oklahoma State this weekend. Uh, And and Linda, when I think about Oklahoma State in the past, you know, thought about Mike Gundy, high flying offenses, really good wide receivers. uh, And they still have some of that, but they've really turned into a defensive minded team. And I know that kind of started last season. But this year, it's gone to another level. Uh, what has clicked for this defense this season that's made them so stingy and so tough to score on?
0: I think Jim Knowles having another year with some of the guys that did return this season, having another year with guys like Malcolm Rodriguez, Brock Martin, Colby Harvell, Peel, and he's so Jim Knowles is you know he's that Ivy League, he's a smart guy. He will design packages that roll out one way, but turn a different way. And I think that takes a while to learn. I think that's been evidence this year. You can tell they continue to get better, but I just think he's a really good coach and coming back to play for him. We also had guys come in like Colin Oliver, who's been an absolute stud as a true freshman. So he's brought in talent. He clearly attacks talent. I've said before, I want to pay him all the money, but I think having some of those guys return, especially like Malcolm Rodriguez, who's this defensive face of Oklahoma State right now, really paid off for Jim Knowles. And I think it, I hopefully it fills his pockets because that's that's what we want.
1: And the offense, I mean, they've done enough. They haven't always been uh, incredibly efficient or amazing on that side of the ball. And I'm, I'm sure that's not great for your blood pressure. I, I bet a lot of Oklahoma State fans wish, like, can we just score? Can we just score thirty some weeks and just and just put mm-hmm. this thing away? Uh, yeah. But they they found ways to win. So Spencer Sanders, um, I really like Spencer. Like when I watch him play, and sometimes it, I, have a, I have a weird relationship with him. Sometimes I watch Spencer Sanders, and I'm like, this dude gets way too much unfair criticism. Like he's really talented. He does his thing. He seems like a great teammate. But then he makes throws that I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. I get, <laughs> I sort of get why, why people get yeah. so frustrated with him. So how would you describe the Spencer Sanders experience this year? Has, has he improved? Do you feel like he's playing better than he has in the past? Or is it about the, the same that you've seen from him in the past few seasons?
0: I'm going to be pretty frank with you. I'm I'm a very like old-school quarterback pocket passing NFL style quarterback, like fangirl. I love Mac Jones coming into this season as like a rookie quarterback in the NFL. That's just the kind of quarterback I like to watch play. Mm-hmm. So anytime we get to see some Shane Illingworth, I get a little bit, my blood blows a little bit. Cause I like it. I like that style of quarterback. That being said all offseason Mike Gundy talked about Spencer Sanders has made all these steps. And I think he does have the potential to be a really, really good quarterback. He's had some decision-making issues, uh, the past couple years, we saw it a little bit this year. I will say, I think against Iowa state, it was one of his best games as a cowboy. Unfortunately, we didn't come out of there with a win, but I think he played great. He played great against Kansas. He had the mistake early against um, whew, West Virginia, but he bounced back from it in a way that we haven't seen before. He used to get himself in a rut. I think he couldn't beat his own mind in that like, if he made a mistake or something happened, he would just it would panic him the rest of the game. So to see him throw that early interception and then come back out and be poised was was the step that I was hoping that he'd taken. So I was so glad to see that.
1: So when you mentioned Illingworth, that made me think. And I know this is kind of down the road, but what do they do in the off season? Because I guess technically Spencer could come back. Shane was a fairly highly recruited kid and it's one thing to be patient for like a year, two years. If you're looking at three years of kind of sitting behind uh, another quarterback, I just, I wonder what, you know, the wheels start turning in his mind as far as, okay, when am I going to get to play? Um, Do you have any insight or any thoughts on how that'll play out? Or if like, is that an uncomfortable conversation that, the coaching staff might have to have as far as, Hey brother,
0: we love you, but you gotta, you gotta move on somewhere. I wonder if it's a conversation he doesn't have to have with himself from all accounts. He's a fantastic teammate. He gets hype about everything that's going on. Um, You know, wins for Spencer Sanders. He was super stoked to get in the Kansas game. I think he played well. I think he's could be a good quarterback. My dad and I have this argument a lot. He is so out on Shane Illingworth, but I think, his arm is a rocket launcher and he possesses the skills to run an offense. He possesses the skills to run a Mike Gundy offense that Mike Gundy used to run though, that high powered, fast, Mm -hmm. get up and go offense. And so while our identity is shifting, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go like, this isn't for me anymore. And I've been sitting here forever. So I understand that. I don't I, I don't like to think about it because I get attached to these kids. <laughs> it's a problem, but, uh, but there's, it's definitely a conversation.
1: Yeah. It's uh, and of course, like anytime somebody transfers or or that, and I'm not saying he, I don't know anything about Shane Allen worth and his, his, you know, I'm speculating, but anytime somebody transfers, of course, everybody's like, well, kids are so soft or whatever and it's just like okay but if you had to sit on the bench for three years you would get frustrated too like there's a yeah. human element to this um that comes into
0: play but also so what if their feelings are hurt because i thought they were going to play like people they can have feelings just because yeah. they're football players it doesn't make that's you true. soft whatever that is just right. let them let them play they just want to play yes Sorry. they just
1: want playing time that's what everybody Sorry. wants that's what everybody's wanted since you know whether it's you played in high school, middle school. You just want a chance to get on the court, the field, you know, whatever it is. Absolutely. Um, going back to the defense for a minute, is, is there a weakness on this Oklahoma State defense, Linda? Because I've, I'm not like, I'm not like hardcore film guy. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend to be the dude that's like smoking a cigarette at three in the morning watching the Oklahoma State defense. But I've, I've tried to go back this week and watch, you know, some highlight some games on YouTube, get a sense for what they're doing. And usually even with a good defense, you're like, okay, you you can pass a little bit on this team. You can run a little bit on this team. I don't really see it from, from this Oakland state defense. So is there a
0: weakness on this unit? I think the thing for this defense is that if the, if the weakness gets exposed early enough, Jim Knowles is able to assess it and alter the game plan and shut it down so quickly. Cause we've seen Mm -hmm first drives happen real quick and then Jim Knowles has time to go okay this is what we're going to do differently and then we don't see that offense the rest of the game so I think the not being beat part has a lot to do with Jim Knowles just knowing how to play that defense so well I want to pay him so much money (laughs) (laughs) Linda's going to personally back up the Brinks truck for
1: for Jim (laughs) Knowles in the offseason
0: absolutely Um,
1: yeah, I understand it. He's done, he's done an amazing job. Uh, so here's my final question for you, and then we can kind of kind of switch up here. But um, I have never – I've never been to Stillwater, but I've heard from other people that have gone for road trips just the amazing place it is to watch a game. Uh, you know, you mentioned your dad, the place kicker on the team, so obviously you have a really good insight in it. Um, actually, funny funny enough, like I started a new job about three months ago And one of my coworkers, uh, she is, she's an amazing person. She's not someone I would classify as really sentimental, like not a bad thing. That's just not her personality, but she is an Oklahoma state grad and like her family, the kids, they all pack up, they drive to Stillwater and game weekends. It's a huge deal. Like she gets into all the hokey like traditions that I wouldn't think, you know, normally that's something that she would be interested in. So what is it about, that community, the school that makes it such a, such a special place uh, for, for the people that are involved with it.
0: I think it's a lot of like, it's, it's a lot of small town charm that's like packed into when you're, cause I live 45 minutes from Stillwater. So it's a really easy drive for me. I try to make as many games as I can on, on the weekends. And so when you're like driving into Stillwater, as soon as you get into town, it is orange, as far as the eye can see. It's just that it's so clearly college game day, whether it's basketball or football, like there is something happening there. And it's so evident when you drive in, like I'll like turn down my music and just like take in the city of Stillwater. As far as like tailgating goes, it's just there's so much camaraderie, whether you're cheering for the other team or you know, you're just there because your friends are there. Everybody's cheersing. We're all playing, you know, I'm sure everybody calls it something different here. It's cornhole. There's cornhole from uh, point A to point B. And there's, I go to several different tailgates. I have like koozies from several different tailgates that I go to every year that are staples on ga- on Saturday game day. It's just, mm-hmm. it's camaraderie and, and fun and the food is fantastic. I rarely eat cause I'm drinking. That's, that's a personal <laughs> issue, but, uh, there's fantastic barbecue and it's, it's just a, a warm feeling that falls over you when you drive into Stillwater on game day.
1: Yeah. I've, I've just heard from folks, uh, TCU folks that have been there, like people are super welcoming, obviously like they want to win. They want to, you know, beat whoever's coming there. And once the game kicks off, it's a great atmosphere. But as far as just you know, hospitality,
0: yeah, we want to win, out. but we'll do a fireball shot with you. Like that's <laughs> that's fine, exactly and, that. And honestly, I
1: mean, that's what else would you want? That's about as much as you could expect from from an opposing fan base. <laughs> uh, this is we're we're doing a crossover edition, locked on folks, locked on horn frog.
0: All right, college football fans, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks offers all the props you can think of—touchdowns, interceptions, field goals, college and professional. Plus, it's super easy to use. You pick two to five players and an over/under on their projections, and you can win up to ten times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. You know it's easy if I'm telling you it's easy. I am terrible at the cell phones, at the internets. I I am in a I'm a boomer in a young person's body. Entries can be made in 60 seconds. Boomers, please don't be mad at me. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% match up to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thanks for making Lockdown Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms.
1: Okay, Linda, I know you have some some questions about the TCU Horn Frogs. Go ahead and, and fire away here.
0: Well, you know we have the fun, uh, Jerry Kill was Mike Gundy's teacher in what, middle school, was it? I, so that's, I, yeah, yeah, that's a fun note, isn't it? Yeah, that's great. So how do you feel like Jerry Kill did, how do you feel like TCU did the first, like, quote-unquote Gary patterson list game. I know he kind of w- tried to be involved with the game plan, but how do you feel like TCU did overall?
1: I mean, they did really well. You know, they, they won the game, which is something they haven't done a lot of lately. We'll uh, take against, it. We'll take it against a Baylor team that's a rival. Um, you know, Jerry Keel has been a head coach in the past, so I, I think that was helpful. As you said, Gary Patterson, I feel like on Sunday night, he was very mad. I think when he woke up Monday morning, uh, cooler heads prevailed a little bit, and he was at least like, okay, let me make sure I'm not just hanging my assistants out to dry here. Um, but I, I felt like Jerry allowed his coaches to coach, like Doug Meacham, the OC. He was throwing the ball all over the place with Chandler Morris, which is fun to watch. Uh, I think the test will be, you know, it, it's one thing to like – okay, coach got fired, let's rally everybody, let's, you know, come out with a lot of energy and try to win one for him. Um, Okay, you did that, you did that at home. What happens when you go on the road and some of that emotion has kind of worn off? Uh, You know, Oklahoma State has some tape on what Chandler Morris did now. If if you don't get off to a good start on Saturday night, how does your team respond? I think that's going to be the challenge for Jerry Kill, um, you motivated them last week. Now you have to motivate these guys for, for three more weeks without their head coach. And, and that's gonna be a challenge. And I mean, it was so bizarre. Like Gary's been there for 21 years. It really was. I mean, this is, this is a, this is a bad comparison, but it was almost like, um, losing a family member or something. You know what I mean? It was just like, it's just bizarre. Not seeing him on the sidelines. Um, because he's he's been a staple for so long. Uh, but that shock has kind of worn off a little bit now. And, yeah, I, I think Coach Till did a really good job considering the circumstances he was put in this past week.
0: Okay, so Chandler Morris lit up Baylor. He played fantastic. How exciting was that? I know uh, our friend at Locked On Sooners, John, did not like it at all, but uh, <laughs> it was really fun to watch. Do you think – Now that like how do you think Chandler Morris plays this weekend now that there's some game film on him? Now that uh some of the excitement has worn off. Are you are you like sold on his talent or are you sold on his gut feeling of like I got nothing to lose? So let's just go out there and fling it. I mean,
1: I think he's gotta come back down to earth a little bit. Like I I don't see him throwing for almost 500 yards again. My dude was having like an out of body experience. I mean, some of the throws he was making. Linda, like, guys are coming off the edge of blitzing. He's getting hit. He's still dropping it, you know, right in the receiver's lap. Um, so, again, like, how do you respond when you get hit in the mouth this week by a pretty good Oklahoma State defense? But I will say uh, he, he makes some plays. You know, you saw, you saw the escapability. Um, you saw his ability to make throws from different angles. And I think even when he – so he came in the second half against Kansas State a couple weekends ago, and his sat line wasn't great. But you could just sort of tell he was making some things happen. The offense looked like it had more energy. Um, So I think he's the best option. I would expect him to make some things happen. But, no, I don't think he's going to play like that. If he does, then my big question is what the heck have we been doing for eight weeks? (laughs) Because, (laughs) I mean – as I like Max Duggan. Like he's a warrior. He's done everything.
0: Right. Um,
1: But you know,
0: not everything, not everything.
1: (laughs) Throwing the football is a challenge. And for a quarterback, that, that's an important thing. Like when, when I, when I describe Max Duggan to people, it's like, well, he's, he's tough. He's gritty. He's a great leader. He can run. Texas football guy. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I didn't say anything about him throwing the football. Like it, it's, it's like, it's like how girls described me in high school. Like he has a really good personality, <laughs> but, and he's, he's kind of fun to be around, but then when it gets down to it, it's like, eh, you know, Chandler Morris, he's got some qualities that I think Max doesn't have. And it Obviously. was nice. Yeah. It was nice to see him get out there and play uh, against Baylor and, and play <laughs> so well, but I, I don't think he's going to play that well this week.
0: Okay. So in order for in, in a normal football game, in order for your quarterback to find some success, there's usually a run game involved. Where does your run game, uh, exist right now? Cause virtually everyone's hurt. I think they have one scholarship running back right now. That's not injured. Uh, and I, I didn't want to butcher the name, so I, I'm not going to try to do it, but, um, How do you see this run game working against Oklahoma State's defense, and do you think it's going to play a part in uh, Chandler Morris's success?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure that they're. I don't know how much they're even going to try. You know, I I think so. Amari Mercado is the back you're referencing. Um, He's a senior. He's you know been a a backup his whole career, Um, and he came in and did a nice job, but when you only have one scholarship running back available, I can't really see them trying to run the ball between the tackles like 25 times on, on Saturday night. And I don't honestly even know who, like who I'm not sure who comes in if he can't go or who comes in in a third down situation to give Di Mercado a break. I, I, I don't think Zach Evans plays again this year. Um, I feel like Zach might be getting ready for the transfer portal. Um, Kendra Miller might play, but they described him as questionable in the press conference. And usually if CCU – if CCU coach says somebody's questionable, that means they're in pretty bad shape. Like they're, they're most likely not going to go. So on, on against Baylor, like Doug Meacham, man, it, it's funny. He is – Doug Meacham is an air raid guy. And I, I feel like for a long time with Coach Patterson on staff, it was like they were trying to make Doug this button down dude like who was who liked to run the football and was real conservative and was working on his NBA. And I, I really feel like Jerry Kill just let Doug do his thing against Baylor. And he was like, Okay, throw you know, you want to throw the ball, throw the ball as much as you want. Um, so I I tend to think they're gonna do that and just see how that works instead of trying to bang their head against the wall against a really good defensive front that Oklahoma State has. Um, I, I can't see them giving the ball to Demercado, you know, 20 or 25 times on Saturday night.
0: Are you worried about it being a Saturday night? I didn't put that question on my sheet, but I do want to know.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, what is that, like 11 hours to pregame or something, or something like that? It's it's going to be an atmosphere. I know you told me um, they're honoring Barry Sanders at that game, too. Uh, I think conditions are pretty perfect for a hostile environment. Um, And that could play into what happens with Chandler Morris. He seems to be a pretty unflappable guy. You know, he's coach's son. He's played, he played big time high school football, All those things, but that doesn't prepare you for, for walking in uh, to Boone Pickens and, and trying to take down, you know, a top ten team. So maybe, maybe he's so young, and maybe that team is just so kind of out of it right now that they're um, they don't even really notice, you know, the severity of it. But I, I imagine it's going to get into some guys' heads. I think we'll see some fall starts and, you know, that kind of thing for sure because of of what that place can be when uh, when everybody is properly hydrated.
0: I think yeah, properly hydrated. I think if anything could prepare you for that, it would be being a coach's son. That's terrifying. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. so we talked about favorite places to tailgate. Have you been to any tailgates like Big 12 or otherwise that top the charts for you? Or is there any school that you like want to go to Big 12 or otherwise?
1: It's a good question. You know, Stillwater's on the list, but I'll, I'll go somewhere else since I, I kind of talked about that earlier. A um, place I really want to go is Morgantown just because it seems so different than anywhere else in the league because of where it's at and just the fans. there are pretty crazy. Um, you know, I've been, I've been out to Lubbock for a road game and that's a fun atmosphere. They they get after it. Uh, and I wouldn't say they're welcoming, but it's, it's fun to be around their fans, you know, and and thankfully TCU won that day. So I could kind of have, have a good time with it. Um, and I've I've been to Norman, uh, which I know is a, a sore subject on this podcast. And uh, yeah, I don't really like the Sooners, so we can we can all agree on our dislike for my for grandpa.
0: My grandpa would drive around Norman if that was the route. <laughs> like he's like, I'm not I'm not going to drive through it. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't be defiled by going through that that city. <laughs> Awful bet online got a whole new makeover with a new look to start the basketball season but it's still the number one place for all of your football and basketball action this season with more props odds and lines than ever before basketball baseball football nfl coaching staffs we still don't know who the new raiders head coach is gonna be you can bet on that Head to the new website or mobile app and use promo code Locked On for a fifty percent welcome bonus. Bet online is the safest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Remember to use promo code Locked On to receive your welcome bonus. Bet online, where the game starts.
1: Um, okay, so let's close. Linda. Let's close out with some predictions. So, I mean, just give me. I feel like I think I know who you think is going to win. Maybe just give me the score. Who do? You, how do you think this is going to play out Saturday night when these two teams meet up?
0: Man, the one thing that I want to see is Oklahoma State defense uh, continue to, to succeed. So I do think TCU has a chance to find our end zone. I'm not sure that we can go three games in a row without a touchdown. If we do, I will eat so much crow. Just all the crow you serve me, I will eat it. But I'll go, man, I want to get us 30 points so bad. So I'm going to go 35 heavily on the back of Jalen Morin and uh, to uh, 13.
1: Okay. Yeah, I feel like this game is going to go one of two ways. Either Oklahoma State just kind of dominates start to finish and we see a TCU offense that sort of crashes in a big way. Um, or it's close for a while before the folks pull away. And that's where I'm leaning. I think TCU is able to make it a game for a half, and then that running game and that defense starts to lean on them. So I'll say uh, Oklahoma State wins 24-10 in a game that's probably not – probably not as close as the final score indicates, but um, just because the TCU defense comes up with some stops, they're able to to stay in it. So –
0: you just want me to have a cardiac cowboy Saturday and I do it's yeah. fine, but I'm pretty over it.
1: <laughs> Linda for uh horn frog fans that are listening. Where can they find you and your work uh, as we get ready for Saturday night's game? Yeah, uh,
0: you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians. I produce kicker rankings for Matthew Barry's newsletter, which you can subscribe to online. It's totally free. If you're into fantasy football, it goes out uh, every day of the week. So you're getting lots of good information. And then you can find uh, the Locked on Pokes show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page.
1: Nice. Yeah. Matthew Barry's newsletter. That's uh, that's great stuff. What's the Thursday night game tomorrow? Do you know I'm putting you on the
0: spot here, but. Oh god, no! Not off the top of my head. Tuesday okay. and Wednesday are college days, and then I like have to like readjust, shift into fantasy football mode again.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, it was it was fun talking to Linda again. If you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Simcox Steven, Which follow me on social media is is a life choice that you you
0: can make if you
1: want to. It's it's quite the experience. Gary um, Patterson
0: chose not to.
1: Yeah, he blocked me, but you know. I still love you, Gear Bear. That's okay. We're maybe one day we can bury the hatchet. This has been a special crossover edition of Locked On Horn Frogs and Locked On Pokes. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: I will be back tomorrow to talk about Oklahoma State's basketball victory over Texas Arlington. What a great game by the Cowboys. You can tell they came in mad. We will talk about it tomorrow. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show page at locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Go, pokes.